Welcome to Run to Thrive, a show for runners who are ready to live, lead, and run with more energy, engagement, and enjoyment in their everyday life. Each episode, you'll gain insight, inspiration, and motivation, and hear from leaders, influencers, and everyday heroes who run to fuel their success in life and work so that you can learn how to thrive on the run and beyond. I'm Matt Mills, a professional life, leadership, and running coach. And I'm so excited that you're here so that you can discover how running can help you step into your greatest potential and develop a stronger body, mind, and spirit. Ready to go? Let's get moving. As a runner for over 25 years, there are certainly a lot of lessons that I've learned uh, about myself and also how to be a better runner. But there are especially a few core lessons that I think every runner can use to be successful. Know the course, be aware of your mind and body, be prepared, don't let fear hold you back, and take it one step at a time because every step counts. These are lessons that you can benefit from, not just on the run, but also in your career, your business, and your life. And these are lessons that my guest today, Amanda Barr, has learned throughout her journey to become a successful entrepreneur. Amanda is the founder and CEO of RTB Capital Group and RTB Sales Ninja. And in her business, she advises entrepreneurs on how to be healthy in their business so they can sustain growth for the long term. She's worn a number of hats over the course of her career, yet what makes her stand out as an entrepreneur is her ability to think inside and outside the box, organize and create processes out of chaos, and bring everyone together to make things flow. Amanda has also learned a lot of lessons of responsibility and purpose along her journey. And in our conversation, we talk a lot about those lessons she's learned as a successful business owner, runner, and from living with type 1 diabetes throughout her whole life. I learned a lot from Amanda in our conversation on how to stay healthy, strong, and plan for future success in business and on the run. And I know you will too. So let's get moving. Amanda, welcome to Run to Thrive. How are you today? I'm doing great. And thank you so much for having me on the show. So thrilled to be chatting with you today. And the first question I always like to ask is, have you had your run today? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, no, <laughs> I have not run today. But uh, now, now I'm inspired to go out there and hit the, hit the pavement. Yeah, because you're in the Dallas area, right? Yes, correct. What's the running culture like in Dallas? Well, you know, my, my story is kind of unique because I was running almost every single day and I actually have a service dog. So my running got limited when his shoulder um, went out on us. And that was after two marathons and training with him for mm. miles and miles of running. So I don't actually run as much as I'd like cool atmosphere out here for those that love like the city feel, but I'm like in a suburbia area and it's just pretty. I mean, everything mm -hmm. you see is pretty and running through, they've got parks. We've got a park out by our place and there's people walking and running and enjoying. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice when, especially when you can have some of that nice weather and just that nice environment. It's just, it's so important. And I, I love uh, that you run with a service animal. What's, what's their name? His name is Sugar. 
Um, I'm a type one diabetic and, you know, when it came to running, I grew up and I was always one of those was like, I'm not a runner, no way. So mm. he was kind of my inspiration to start running. That was going to be one of my first questions. So tell me more about that. What was it that, yeah. that really inspired you to get started? Yeah. So with the comfort of having him with me by my side and also technology has uh, changed over the years. I wear a device that lets me know my blood sugars um, are changing. And when you can see that and you know, when you can get some juice, get a gel and mm -hmm. so you don't pass out. Cause my fear was always with running was what if I pass out? What if I'm where I can't get to something? What if there's not a store yeah. next to me and I, I can't get the juice I need and I didn't bring enough. So I would run, you know, when I run, I will run with like all this stuff on my back. I've got a checker and juice and different things. And, you know, between my dog, the other inspiration was I would watch this show. Um, I forgot the name of it. It was a fitness show. And this lady, she always wanted to run and she always had this fear around it. And the whole show was about her and she ran like 20 marathons. And I was like, if wow. she can do it, yes. I can do it. And then yeah. I just started training and it was just the inspiration of watching a show and having my dog and having the machine and you can do it. Just the I belief. love it. And did sugar take right to it? Was he oh game gosh. for the training? So this guy, he was like born to run. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was into it. I mean, the, the longest I took him in one day was 20 miles. So he, he wow. was all the way up to that, that point. He could run a solid 15 with me, not even blink an eye and then go play with his bone and run around when we got wow. home. I'm like, aren't you tired, man? Like, I'm tired. Aren't you tired? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. When it comes to animals, you don't expect that that they can have that kind of endurance, but sometimes I think that they have more endurance than we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I did ask, I asked the vet, is it okay for me to train with my dog? Like she goes, well, just watch him. Like if he can handle it, he's probably going to outrun you. And mm -hmm. sure enough, we, I mean, he built up with me every, I mean, I wasn't running 15 miles the first day. I mean, I had to get into that sink and, and get up to that point, but yeah, we would, I, I love it. I just so much freedom in, in running, um, that I just, I can't get enough of it. And I, I'm curious, did he complete the marathon with you or was that something you had to do solo? I wish I ran the LA marathon. So it's from Dodger stadium to the sea, yep. Uh, yep. which is a real fun one. I don't know if you've had a chance to do that one or maybe you've I done have. it multiple times. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, you know, it was really hot and it's a lot of asphalt. And I was just like, buddy, that day that the first marathon, I was like, I don't, I don't think he should do it. And it was super hot and I'm glad I didn't take him through it. But uh, the second one I did by then his shoulder had already kind of gave out and we were halfway through training the second marathon and he was about five or so five or six at the time and he's eight now and he he had to kind of limit the running um on that i think maybe he was six uh, kind of a stink stinker because he was yeah. my running buddy <laughs> it's always better you know when you have somebody go with you you can do it solo as much as you want but it is kind of nice to have have somebody with you uh, mm -hmm. along the way yeah it's you know what no matter what we're doing if it's a marathon or even just uh, an easy run or something like that. You, you definitely, you don't realize, even though you're out there by yourself and it's a solo run, you really do need the support of other people. If it's a marathon, you need the crowd. You need the people at the finish line. And even if you're just on a run, you need someone who's welcoming you home or just yeah. something that's going to keep you motivated. 
And so it's, that's great that you have that companion with you for, for a lot of your runs. So you mentioned, yeah, you've grown up for almost your entire life with type one diabetes. And that was a challenge that you've dealt with early on in your life. And then you realized, you know what? No, I, I can do this. I can start running. I'm curious to know what are some of the challenges that you faced as a runner with type one diabetes? Yeah. I mean, the initial one is just, uh, being able to run. Cause when you, sometimes when you run your blood sugar, if you take too much insulin, uh, it's about a, I don't know if you've ever kind of people say, Oh, you should work out for 30 minutes or more. If I walk for 30 minutes, it drops. And there's something in our body and I haven't figured it out yet, but it's kind of, kind of interesting. And maybe those out there that are runners and you, um, you know, train every day or even other diabetics, maybe you can also, <laughs> if you're listening, think about this, but that 30 minute mark, my blood sugar would drop. And so there's always this thing is like, okay, if it drops, how quick and how fast is it going to drop? And sometimes mm-hmm. it could go quicker. It could go later. But if I was, you know, super, like, let's say I ate too much and I was running, it might take longer. It might take an hour. So you just never know how to gauge what that time will be and then how quick and how fast it's going to go. And there'd be times of when I'd run and I'd have to take a juice and then I'd be like, yeah. I want to keep running, but you just have to slow down and maybe walk and just let your body regain, let the sugars kind of take hold. And then you can start again. And when I saw that the, if I just rolled with it <laughs> and didn't stress about it, that you know, you can just, you can do it. And I didn't have to limit myself. I was a big swimmer. I did all kinds of stuff. I rode horses and why was there this fear around running? And I think it was because I was alone. You know, if you're alone, who are you going to tell? Like, um, they have those GPSs where you can like share your GPS with somebody when you're running. And I know for the endurance runners that are running like a hundred miles, I always look up to you. You're incredible. (laughs) Um, but the ones that are running through the forest and like nothing's out there and you're like, what are you guys doing? And how are you surviving? Um, I'm not running like that. I'm running in the city, but I would share my location, like with my husband, just to say like, I'm here. And if I don't move for a while, like, can you contact me? (laughs) <laughs> yep. Please send help if it's been longer than like an hour and the GPS right. has stopped, stopped moving. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've had that happen. Actually, I was, I was on the LA marathon and my wife was tracking me and I was coming towards the end. And I was having a really bad day. And she said, the tracker stopped moving. And that's when I started to panic. So, you know, your loved ones, they, they, they need to see that the, the GPS is moving to know that you're, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love technology. What it takes is a lot of awareness, just being more aware of your own body, just what your capabilities are, like having that awareness. And if you have that awareness, like you're able to know what some of your strengths are, like when you need to have that nourishment, when you need to slow down, when you need to push yourself a little bit further. Yeah. I think that having that awareness and and knowing before you go out, I think it's always preparing. And for anybody that's running, I think it's always knowing the course. And sometimes the fun is not knowing the course. For me, it's always you know, I'd like to know at least kind of which way I was going to go. And then I could change if I wanted to, but being prepared for how long I'd be out, what would I need? And then always having place markers on the run where if I needed to, I knew I could like get help or I always had a phone with me. Okay. If you take your phone and you're almost out of battery, like you better have a backup battery just in case, like always thinking one step ahead. Yeah. Awareness, preparation. I mean, those are two pretty key ingredients 
And not enough runners think of that. A lot of times, especially for those first-time marathoners, they don't prepare enough. They don't really take into account what it's going to take for them to get to that finish line. For you, I'm really curious to know, how did you know that you could actually complete your first marathon? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's one question a lot of first-time marathoners are, are thinking like, am I going to really be able to do this? And mm -hmm. what, I mean, I'm being dropped off at like 4 5 AM, you know, I've got this backpack on me and this is all I have for today. And how am I, how am I going to get through? Well, I did the prepare ahead of time. And that was the 20 mile stint I did. I went from where I was living in LA all the way to the ocean and back by myself. And then I thought that's probably more insane. That's 20 miles by yourself, like walking and running. And I was like, I probably didn't think that went through as much as I should have, but I knew if I did that by myself with my pup that I could for sure do 26 miles, six miles more was just not, not that much more if you can do 20 by yourself. So that was my, mm -hmm. my gauge. And you know, one thing that saved me and I don't know for runners out there, there's like this little, um, I, I forgot I even had it, but it was about mile 21 when you're about to pass out, there was this, um, rag that I had and you put water on it and it cooled off and I put it on my neck and on my face. And just that little bit, this little rag was like what I needed to like cool down. Cause it was super hot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, why didn't I pull this out earlier? <laughs> but, but even then I still knew I was going to make it. I was the grit and the, and the determination was much higher than the heat that we were running through. What helped you prepare so that you could have developed some of that grit and determination? Yeah. And I actually put up a schedule for myself before running. Like I knew I wanted to run two to three times a week. That was longer than two to three miles, like at least five to seven miles, two to three times a week. And then every weekend I would run consistently 13 to 15 miles. And I did this for about two to three months ahead of time, just to condition my body to know. Now the second marathon that I did, I actually didn't even train that much because for some reason I just knew I could do it. And hmm. um, then I laughed because I was like, I probably should have trained a little bit more, but <laughs> I was able to still get it done. I think when you really believe, this is one thing I've been learning, like overcoming fear, not letting fear hold you back. Like we're stealing from ourselves every time we fear, like doing a hundred mile race, I'm probably just stealing from myself because I could do that too. If I wanted to, I just yeah. need to train. Um, so overcoming the fear and believing, well, just believe, just the belief and then putting in the, the effort to, to confirm that belief is all that's needed, I believe. Yeah. And you've talked about that where you've learned a lot of those lessons, believing in yourself, putting in the training, putting in the work. And then a couple of others that I, I, I love being responsible keeps you living. The other is doing what you love with purpose keeps you alive. So I want to hear more about what are, what those lessons mean to you. Yeah. Well, where can we start? There's so many. <laughs> I think that beyond the, the really believing in yourself, um, having that purpose for, for me, I think, and I don't know for those listening, the physical things always seem to be a little bit easier. Like when it comes to belief, mm. my belief in myself in business was not as high as what I could do physically playing basketball. Um, I played basketball as a kid. I grew up in an athlete. I just loved anything. You, you want to play a game? Okay, let's play. Like, I don't care. I'll learn it right now and we'll play. You know, I was never like a, you know, champion all-star, but I was pretty good at a lot of stuff, which made it fun because then I could just 
goof around and have a good time. And, yeah. and if I won, great. If I didn't, I had a lot of fun learning. And when I got to college, I, I joined uh, the polo team, but not water polo. I was riding horseback polo. I learned the game and oh, won wow. in the same year, ended up starting and playing. I didn't even know they had a polo team. It was like, somebody made fun. I'm like, we have horse polo here. I'm going to find yeah. out how be, to be on the team. And I think when you really love something and you think, well, what do I need to do to just do it? I always thought on the physical side, even though most people say riding horses and playing polo, that's crazy. You did that. And I, I just say the thought same with like, a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just running a marathon. Like that's crazy. You ran 26 minutes. Yeah. Right. The, and people see that and it's just like, where's your gauge? Um, when I started my own business, even I, you, you ask me those questions. I'm like, oh, no, if I, you know, I know I can do it, but my belief was a little bit less than what I could do physically with my body. I always knew that I could train and I could learn and I could do stuff because it was physical and I could move like movement for me is how I work things out. Like you have a bad day. I go mm -hmm. run, I go walk. Like I'm having a tough time communicating something. I got to get something out of my head. I move like I have to move to get these things moving in my body. Yeah. And I don't know if if that relates to anybody listening or to you, but that it has does. helped me a lot just to be in movement. It, it really does. I think a lot of times people don't realize how holistic that running can be in terms of improving all of these areas, not just your body, but also your mind, your spirit, improving your social relationships, all of it. You mentioned when you were starting your company as well. Yeah. And what I thought was really interesting was when you said that, you know, you were able to close the gap when you were running and it was a little bit harder when you were starting your business, at least for that mental aspect. So I'm curious, how did you end up closing that gap? You know, it's kind of funny, but I actually brought movement into it <laughs> because I, I think when we know what works for us, um, we can apply it in different ways. So in the morning, if I get up and I take a few minutes for myself, if I get on a bike in the morning, if I go for a run, if I walk and I just think about the day, like, what do I want it to be like? What those things are, then I could take that energy of whatever that is that I wanted to create into the business and know when you're starting off from where you feel confident, it, that confidence can lead into the rest of the day. And so that's how I've closed the gap and still closing. I mean, this isn't something that is just like I snap my fingers and like, oh, <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. work and it's learning. It's every day growing in your business, just like running an extra mile a day. It's You've got to put the effort in and the great success when people say, oh, they're lucky. Well, yeah, luck could be about a little bit, but it's really yeah. the hard work and all the things nobody sees that you're putting in and people that do Ironmans and these things, you're like, man, it's yeah. amazing. But they put so many hours nobody saw to make this stuff happen. And you even have mentioned that you've experienced that from the positive side of completing your first marathon to the second go round when you realized <laughs> I didn't prepare as much. I didn't put in as much as I needed to. And so you yeah. have that awareness from both of those experiences that I'm sure taught you a lot of lessons as you were building your business. Oh, yeah. The running aspect. I mean, your show run to thrive. I think when you think about what you're doing in life and wanting to make great things happen and that running is a, a big lesson for me that every step counts. If you mm. fall down, you got to get back up and keep moving because you don't know where in the journey you're going to be. And if you don't keep moving, you're not going to get that destination. And sometimes when we say like, oh, I can't do it and you turn around and go back. 
Well, that going back is just as long as if you just would have gone all the way to the end and then maybe come back. So, I mean, if you look at this as a business relationship and, and, and running, there's so many parallels that, I mean, we could probably sit here and talk all day about all of them. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious to ask specifically when you do hit those moments in your business, when it's really tough and you mentioned grit that determination, like what is it that helps you get through those, those difficult times in your business that maybe you've taken from your, your running practice? Yeah. What's the next best step? (laughs) Mm. Uh, Instead of trying to solve all the problems at one time, like what's the next best step, just like in running, what's the next best step I should take? You know, if I should go down this road, should I go down that path? What's the next best step to get me to where I need to be? And then remembering that there's always a guide. Like if I'm going running, let's say a path or something, there's always the path to follow. So in my business, am I following the path that I created? Am I doing the things that I know will help bring me business or am I getting derailed? Am I stopping and drinking my juice on the side (laughs) and sitting down and then acknowledging that, hey, you're taking a break and this isn't where you need to be. You need to get back on the path and keep keep moving. my message has been this year is like, keep moving. We've yeah. gone through a lot of crazy stuff. Every year has its own things. But if we can keep moving, we will not stop. Even if it means we move backward, we learn, but we get to move forward after we've gone backward. So how yeah. can I keep moving? Every step counts. And you even have this five-step process that you, <laughs> you use when you're helping companies. Because what you do is you help companies make money and keep it using that five-step process. So I'm actually, I'm curious to know more about that process and what are those steps that, that companies can take? Yeah. So I always like, you know, when you think about business, everybody thinks about making money and doing all this, but what I've learned is like, what am I, who am I, what do I want to create? What do I believe in and how are my beliefs or my fears or my doubts holding me back from potentially doing everything I wanted to. So first kind of going through that, that personal side, and we like to call it the entrepreneurial health. And, and I'm kind of devising this at this time, because I'm trying to change it because I know it's personal. And then it goes to business basics. And then it goes into like building your muscles, like what's your marketing, your sales, and then diving into you know, what, how do we measure this? How do we actually uh, see what we're obtaining? And I like to call the, the fourth step is the financial. Cause we always mm-hmm. need to look at the finance side of things. And that would be like your financial nutrition, your business nutrition. Like what are you feeding yourself yeah. and how are you keeping it? So we're actually devising it right now to rename it, to be more about fitness. Cause our company's name is RTB, which stands for raise the bar. Um, my husband's That's a former awesome. bodybuilder. So he's been in fitness a lot. So to bring this actually to the business world and change it over and to have entrepreneurial health, have, you know, the business health, have, are you building your muscles, your business muscles and your, and are you actually feeding yourself, right? The nutrition, the financial nutrition, the business nutrition, and then how are you measuring this? Are you weighing in? Are you really looking at how you're growing or not? And then how can you maintain that if you are doing well, or how can you fix and move on? And what's so cool, as you were describing it, it sounded like what you need to be healthy as an entrepreneur, as a business builder, is the same things that you described that help set you up for success when you started running, when you started marathoning. It was preparation and awareness and 
making sure that you have everything ready for you whenever you need the juice or the food to help you keeping fuels throughout your race. And it's the same thing. I always say it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. I, I actually say there's like sprints inside the marathon because there are times when you've got to like kick it and run hard. Then you get to get into your pace and get moving. But yes, I always say to marathon, if you think that a business is a sprint, you're going to be disappointed because you're going to be running for a while. <laughs> yeah. What is it that you tell business owners who might want it to be a sprint? And they're like, yeah. I don't know if I can do a marathon getting through this. Yeah. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on how would you tell somebody that you got to take it mile by mile? It's going to be a little bit longer, but it's going to be really yeah. rewarding at the end when you cross that finish line. Well, I think the first thing is to understand what are their goals? Um, what mm -hmm. do they want to achieve? And I think if, if we can understand the goals first and understand where that's coming from, if they're already in their business, they probably already know it's not as easy as everybody, you know, oh, I'm just going to start a business and it's just going to work and it's going to, I'm going to make a million dollars. It's going to be work to get to that point. It doesn't mean it's not possible. If you believe it's possible, then you're going to be in a good place. But if you're just looking to start a business, there's four aspects that we go through in the entrepreneurial health. Like, are you ready? Are you ready to, for a startup? Are you ready for a business? Are you emotionally ready? Are you mentally ready? Are you physically ready? Like you say, like the physical aspect plays into this. If you are uh, maybe not feeling good or you are having a tough time on your health, that might be something you might want to look into before even starting a business on your own because there's stresses that come with it. And how do you handle stress? Do you have a way to calm down? Do you have a way to release? I know running for me, it's a stress relief. People, when I go work out and I'm, I'm yawning, they're like, oh man, you're so tired. I'm like, no, I'm just like de-stressing. Like that's how I release my stress. I might run and yawn. That's weird, but that's just your body letting go of that. And, and so when you have those things set up and it's fun to be able to work with entrepreneurs and take all this in because it's like, it's all part of the process. So let's go through that. Are you ready? And if you're ready, great. Now let's talk about that path <laughs> that mm -hmm. you're going to be on for a while. Because I think when people have expectations, the only time there's uh, frustration is when there's unmet expectations. Their expectations were super high and they thought it was going to be this way and it didn't come in that place. And now they're disappointed and frustrated. Then it's fine. You're going to be just problem solving. And that's part of this process and have fun with it. Enjoy it, grow, learn, and, and be moving the whole time. <laughs> that's all amazing, amazing insight. If you were to give one piece of advice for someone who, whether they're a runner yeah. and maybe they're looking at their business or they want to level up in their career and they, they might feel a little bit daunted by that marathon that's ahead. What's the, a big piece of advice that you would give to them about how to succeed in, in that race that they're about to embark upon? You know, just from my personal, this is just from my heart is don't let anything hold you back. Any mm. fear, any doubt, anything that if you've gone through things and failed before, it does not mean you're going to fail again, even from running. Even if you tried to run that once and it didn't work and you weren't able to do it, go try it again and really look at what do you want to create in this world? I think the first and foremost is what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do? If you want to run, you are just one step away, every yeah. step you take from whatever you want to accomplish. And don't let anything that's happened hold back the possibilities of your today and your future. That's amazing. Every step counts. 
Yeah. I think yeah. that's going to be one of my new sayings. I, I love yes. that. Every step I, that, that goes on the wall. <laughs> that goes on the whiteboard. Yeah. Right. I'm going to remember yeah. this forever. <laughs> yeah. I, Amanda, I'm curious, how can people connect with you and, and find you? Yeah. So um, we're at www.rtbcapitalgroup.com. I also have rtbconsultants.com. You can email me directly at amanda at rtbcapitalgroup.com. Remember, RTB is like raise the bar. Um, bar. Can't wait to see how we can, you know, be a resource and take everybody to the next level. That's great. Well, this has been so much fun. I love all of this insight. It's just, it's all pure gold. And even for me, I learned so much from these conversations on on how to be better. And I know a lot of our listeners will as well. So I want to thank you for coming on today. And I look forward to talking with you soon and hearing how it goes with your next marathon with sugar. So, well, thank you again. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. You're doing great things with this podcast and can't wait to listen to more. I appreciate it. Well, it was great to chat with you and I'll catch you on the run. Thanks again for joining us on the Run to Thrive podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you're interested in learning more about how you can live, lead, and run at your best, visit coachingontherun.com and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Coaching on the Run. And if you like what you heard today on Run to Thrive, please leave a review and remember to subscribe to receive new episodes as soon as they're released. Until next time, I'll catch you on the run.